Stay true, stay real, stay righteous. What are you having to drink tonight, Chris? I'm going to have me a frost-proof Belgium-style white. A frost-proof Belgium-style white. Yes, sir. Mm. This is by the Cigar City Brewing Company. Interesting. I mean, do they... They're they're out of uh, Tampa, Florida. Cigar City. I've never heard of that. Yep. I wonder what they're known for. (laughs) I would assume cigars. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so, I wonder. I wonder if it's Cigar City because you know, like Florida is close to Cuba, right? Cuba, a lot of, yeah. I'm a political. So maybe, maybe they have Cuba. a lot of cigar business that goes through there. I don't know. Yeah, that's a valid point. Isn't isn't that a? It's the main. It's the main import. Isn't that a famous thing? The breast rolled cigars. Isn't that like a What's famous that? thing? The what? Where women take take their breast and they roll the cigars with. Them. Oh, I've never. I've actually never heard that. Yeah, before. I think it's called breast rolled cigars. I, I actually knew a guy. Who loved cigars and going into cigar shops? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> they're not too bad. And um, like any time we would take company trips together, because sometimes we would do that, he would always uh, he'd always want to like try to find if there's a like a smoke shop or a, right. or a cigar shop where he'd go look at some and mm-hmm. like or buy some tobacco or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're not too bad at all, man. A cigarette, a good cigar, a good stogie. A good, a good, tasty, flavorful stogie. Much like, uh, tasty, much like my frost-proof Belgium-style white. <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds me of Blue Moon. Mm, Belgian-style. In fact, I feel like Blue Moon's a Belgium-style beer. Mm. Might even be a Belgium-style white. I believe white. it is, yeah. Know. But it's kind of citrusy. So, earlier today, I was having to explain to a co-worker of mine... Sort of how much of an anomaly my mind is, mm-hmm. and for pe- for people truly who is bizarre. <laughs> people who haven't known me all their <laughs> all my life, yeah. Sometimes they're very taken back by these strange things that I'll come <laughs> off with outburst, and I and I am one of those strange people that will be in the middle of you know the you know it'll be quiet in the office, mm-hmm. everybody's working on their what you know work or whatever, and I'll just be like randomly making noises out loud. Start singing a song. Right. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I'm just one of those. Like, I've got to let it out when it comes to mind. But it always baffles. It sounds like adult ADHD. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You may want to get checked out. Oh, man. my gosh. I never thought about it that way. But anyway. No, I mean, I don't know. It's not really obstructing my fire, life. Fire. So, I may. <laughs> but the point is, is that, you know, my coworker that, that, has a desk right beside me. He, he's always he's very tickled. By the way, he's a fan of the show. Oh, so, right on. So I have to give him that. But he's always very <laughs> tickled by these just strange, you know, things that I'll come up with or strange stuff I'll talk about. Right. And like today, I was <laughs> I was just like sitting at my desk having a conversation with somebody else, and as they walked away, I started singing "Belly Up, Belly Up to the Bar Boys." Better loosen your belts. You only drink when you're all alone or with somebody else. <laughs> it sounds like a Looney Tunes song. So as I did this, naturally, <laughs> this coworker of mine looks at me and he's like, "I'm sorry, what?" He's like, "Yeah, did you just make that up right now?" I said, "No." I said, "That's that's mm-hmm. actually from an actual musical called 
the incredible Molly Brown. Mm. And he was like, I've got to look this up because it's one of the, this is what happens. I can't tell you how often I'll do something or <laughs> say something and he will he will seriously stop what he's doing and Google it because he's he has to why understand. You, he has to understand <laughs> what what I'm talking about in that moment because it's right. so bizarre. Right. It's so bizarre. I'm sorry. I'm 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 an anomaly. Right. I don't know. But anyway, so he looks it up, and sure enough, he finds a clip from the, the film, film. Yeah. The Incredible Molly Brown, where she's singing in the, she's a barmaid or whatever, singing mm-hmm. on, singing in the bar, singing belly up, belly up to the bar, boys. And he's like, so he, so he, he, he stops the video and he looks at me and he said, okay. <laughs> it's real. He said, here's how I see, he said, here's how I see the world. He said, the world to uh-huh. me is very, he said, there is no gray areas. It's black and white to me. He <laughs> said, <laughs> Things don't just if happen. Only. There is something that leads. There are mechanisms. There is a play. cause to the effect, right? There's something that leads to to what happens in the world, uh, right? Yeah. Everything that happens in the world. He said, "So I need to understand what triggered you to do this, to sing this. What what brought this song to your head?" And so I proceeded to tell him. I said, "Well, I remember the song because I had I had actually seen the movie, the actual film that he had looked up as right. a kid. I remember it was." One of the the VHSs we had, and it was this black and white film that we watched over and over. I felt like for some time, mm-hmm. the incredible Molly Brown, and I always remember that song. And he said, "No, no, he said you didn't understand what I was asking you." He said, "So how did you come to that? How did you come to that memory? <laughs> what triggered from? that?" <laughs> He's like, "I don't remember childhood stuff unless something triggers it." And I said, "Well, that's just how my mind works." Yeah. At any moment, something like that will pop into my head, and I have to express it because I don't understand it either. And he's like, he's like, it doesn't make. He told me he said it doesn't make any sense. He said I can't wrap my head around that. Right. right. He's like something had to have triggered that, and I said I, I, I can't explain it to you. And he's baffled, and he is totally behind the idea of us doing a sketch show because he said the very fact that you can come on. He has literally told me he said I have learned, I have learned so mm. much about the world. Through you. Wow. That's strange. <laughs> that's, I don't know if that's a good thing, Chris. <laughs> and it's been some pretty shocking stuff. But it's because it's because of interactions like that. Right, right. Because yeah. he'll be, I'll pique his curiosity so much that I'll have to, you know, I'll well, talk about... that's a good about, thing. It's good to be curious. I agree. I mean, that's why we talk about dumb shit, is because we're curious. <laughs> we, look at, we look at stuff that the average person probably right. doesn't care about. I mean, why would they think about some of the things we talk about? <laughs> It's useless <laughs> to most people. Well, that supposed to be like Seinfeld's whole premise, a show about nothing. A show about nothing, yeah. Just nothing. It was highly entertaining. <laughs> Who was the guy who wrote that? Um, Larry David, or, or no? Said, yeah. Was it? Was Larry, that right? Larry David, yeah. That's right, yeah. Because he actually came out with a show starring him. I, th- I actually thought, I think his show, his Curb show Your Enthusiasm, is, right? I think his show's funnier, believe it or not. <laughs> but it's kind of the same, like, situation. It's kind of right. just like... Because he's, cause he's cranky. I like it because he's cranky. <laughs> but, like, he's right. like a real person who just expresses how he really feels about stuff. Like, for example, there was an episode where they were they were debating on what is an acceptable time at night to call somebody. <laughs> so, like, he was Oh, insistent. right, because he was trying to call, um, 
Oh, what's friend of his or whatever. Remember, and he was insistent that he could make the phone call, and and his wife kept telling him it's too late. That's just common knowledge. Right. And he kept saying, no, it's common knowledge that it's acceptable to call at this hour. So sort of like this this couple, this this married couple dialogue unfolding and debating. Like that's like most of the the scene, right? It's them going back and forth about what is okay to call somebody, and it's and it's like such a mindless. Topic, right, right? But it becomes so entertaining and but this strange, bizarre. Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand what's happening, but it's a music. I'm well, drawn best, to it. Well, the best part about it though is the show is really honest with itself. That's right. what I always appreciated about it. I'm like, that's a valid question. Right. What is a good time to call somebody at night? I mean, nowadays it doesn't really matter because <laughs> you just text somebody, right? You know. <laughs> but I mean. I mean, that's but that a valid... might be a question somebody really has. Like, man, I <laughs> right, right. I don't know. It's strange. So I, I really enjoy shows like that. Really, just upfront kind of just sh- satire. I really you know enjoy what it reminds satire. me of just the idea that that kind of these mindless, you know, seemingly unimportant things that make shows like that the topics that make shows like that entertaining. Right when its episodes seem to revolve around topics that seem almost sort of bizarre, meaningless. Right. It sort of reminds me of when I see inventions, things like fidget spinners, for example, (laughs) where I'm like, it's the most mindless creation I think I've seen in a long time. And yet, whoever made it, for however short-lived the product was, made, made billions of dollars, made millions of dollars. Right. At least. And I'm usually baffled by it because I figured out, like, a lot of people, I keep thinking the next great thing, <laughs> right, to make a, a million dollars or whatever has got to be this. I'm, I'm overcomplicating it, basically. <laughs> I'm overthinking it too hard. Like a revolutionary Like, I'm product. thinking, like, for me, if I was going to make a TV show, it would probably be hard because I'm thinking I've got to have this TV show that just does something that's it's, never been done so before. Right? You know, it's so different. It's so unique. People can't now. stand it. And it's like sometimes it is just the kind of simple, mindless, I say mindless, but, you know, I guess it's clever in its own way, right? Like, we, you can find funny stuff and things you never thought you would. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it reminds me, so growing up, we were talking, you know, an episode or two ago, we were talking about our past Thanksgiving experiences. Uh-huh. And... <clears throat> You know, growing up, a lot of our family members and our cousins were very uh, into athletics. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you and I, I don't mean in particular, we always kind of found interest in other things that weren't sports. So we always kind of <laughs> felt like the outcast. No, and you know how I remember this? Because, oh, interestingly enough, talking about a drink from Florida, uh-huh. for some reason it stands out in mind that one of our cousins, and it maybe still is, Used to be a Miami Dolphins fan, and I remember that there would be times that, like, say, holidays, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, the family would get together, and a lot of times the cousins would want to go out and, you know, play touch football or something, right? (laughs) Of course, you you always say the cousins. The cousins. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm including more than one. I'm not going to name everybody, but... 
the cousins, no the others, <laughs> the know, others. It sounds like it sounds kind of strange. Our cousins, <laughs> some of our cousins, who want to go out and like you know play football or something, right, or, right, you know. But because like I wouldn't be interested in it, I would never wanted to play with them. Mm-hmm. But what I would do is I would sit down and because I'd like to draw, I would sort of like almost try to like draw the scene. Right of the of the game being played, and I remember <laughs> I would actually draw like ask them who their favorite team was, and then I would try to draw them with like the, the actual uniform of their oh, team. Oh, that's great! That's awesome. So sort of like I was sort of you know uh, making this portrait of this football game going, but then actually putting them in the actual arena with their uniforms on, and I just remember that because for. Our cousin Trey, at the uh-huh. time, he was a big Miami Dolphin, and I remember drawing him in a Miami Dolphins uniform. And I had to look up what <laughs> I had to look up what a Miami Dolphins uniform looked like because I didn't know because I didn't watch any sports. Right? Hey, that's I, I dig it, man. That's pretty cool. But it's you know I, I'm coming around to to trying to be a little more interested because my girlfriend Shelby, who we mentioned mm-hmm. before, she she's a pretty big sports person. Mm-hmm. So. She's been trying to teach me a little bit about it. Now I know you played sports for a little while. I do remember you playing some football when you were. I barely played maybe, sports. Yeah, but I it attempted was, to play sports. Like I did too. Like very early on, we're talking about like t-ball. <laughs> right. Like I tried a little soccer when I was very young, but there it just was wasn't my thing. I just there was didn't, nothing fulfilling to it, me about it. It just didn't become a passion of mine. I was more drawn right. to other things. You know what I enjoyed more? I enjoyed drawing. Right. I, I did. I really did. I had notebooks. You're still viral notebooks full of sketches and drawings mm-hmm. and I would even make like comics. I'd make my own little mini comics. Yeah, stuff. I remember, remember that? that. I remember that. Um, but I was also intrigued and we've mentioned this before too, but I was also tre- intrigued in sort of like the mysterious stuff. I loved reading books about mm-hmm. like Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and aliens and ghosts and stuff. Like I was really drawn to the sort of the bizarre. I've always been pretty curious about it. I guess I'm not afraid to find out the truth. I'm like, if it is what it, you know, whatever you find mm-hmm. out, if it is what it is, it's it is facts, whether you like it or not, right? Well, me and you have accepted a lot of things as a whole, though. Well, I think as you get older, there's certain things you have to accept. Yeah. I just think that there's a lot of people that still live in the world, and 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 they don't clearly see the confines that they live within. And I think once you can see outside of that, that totally changes your perspective about everything. Do you think it is you have to sort of have a willingness to be uncomfortable for a little bit yeah. at least? Yeah, your your biggest breakthrough is on the other side of what you won't do. Right. Sometimes it is painful to have to have a, a what some people would call awakenings, right? Yeah. Sort of these realizations. I think we all experience that at some point in life, some type of awakening. Sure. Maybe even some, you know, even some people probably experience it multiple times. Rebirths. You've heard people talking about kind yeah. of like rebirths, you know. I mean, yeah. And I even mean, and even and even saying as a that, whole, that absolutely. It's, yeah, that a, that a true um spiritual awakening is kind of painful at times. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times I think one of the core tenets that's instituted in religious-based practices is the fact that that pain is a part of it, that suffering is a part of that journey, that exploration. You have to feel that to understand what it is to be human and to understand what... Your suffering, <laughs> Christine. No tricks. <laughs> <laughs>
Man, I love Hellraiser. <laughs> I love those movies. I love alternate dimension. I love dimensional <laughs> shit. See, see, we're strange. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so we were we were talking about stuff on a on a deeper end for a right. minute, but l- <laughs> let's get curious for a second. So, quantum physics tells us that the multiverse theory can technically be a thing. It can exist. That it potentially does exist. Everything it's like it's you almost, do... It's almost like it's very highly likely exists, right? Right. Everything <laughs> you do or every decision or choice that you've made splits off at every mm-hmm. fraction of the moment that it's made. And there's all kinds of these timelines that just span out that exist based upon the action that you initiated to, to begin mm-hmm. it. Or didn't. The multiverse. The multiverse, man. <laughs> I think about it a lot. Yeah. I think about what different lives I would have I how would have in the multiverse. I think about I think about the fact that there was a life that everything worked out with my mm-hmm. family. That it, it that sure. we that everything was okay, that things were different. And it's it's interesting because it's almost kind of comforting to think about that at times, mm-hmm. to think about how different <laughs> I got glued to the one that I'm in, <laughs> so I have Until to stick you to figure it. out how to open the multiverse. How it's navigated, You just have right. to go <laughs> on your singular path, right. right? I'll try to alter it in any positive way I can. That, but that's it's also it also makes you sort of think about everything you do, though. Because you know it could be affecting. Well, in your if you believe in that stuff, it right. makes you believe that it could be affecting. Shoot, other... It's so bizarre, man. Mm-hmm. It's I so know, bizarre man. to think that there's just alternate so, versions of us living out so there. So mind blowing. Yeah, that, that's why I've always been a huge fan of like um, uh, the uh, Disney Plus came out with a Marvel series, one of the Marvel series yeah. called um, mm-hmm. What If, and it's mm-hmm. like a it's like a multiverse about. So, for example, instead of like Captain America being the one that received the serum that made him a super soldier. Mm-hmm. It's um Captain Carter. Captain Carter, that's right. Yeah. She ends Agent up becoming Carter. she becomes the the new captain. Well, she's more like a British Captain America, but anyways, she ends up being the one. It's like in a multiverse thing. I yeah. love stuff like that. I think it's interesting. That's why I always like Tailraiser, because I'm like, man, that that's some twisted shit. There probably is some kind of alternate reality where pain is the the, the pure transcendence, form of right? Pleasure, yeah, man. I'm like, that's some weird shit, Clyde Barker. Like, Your suffering like that? will be legendary, <laughs> even in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> they're great, man. They're yeah. great. Well, Chris, as always, it's been good. Absolutely. And if you enjoy what you heard tonight, we are streaming on all major platforms. And you can check us out on any of our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, everybody stay true, stay real, stay righteous.